Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Beth, and I am here alone to talk to you about a simple yet important question that I think we need to ask ourselves on a regular basis. We need to tune into ourselves and check in with ourselves and ask ourselves how we're doing. So this specific question that I'm going to pose is one that I pose to clients all the time, and I sometimes need to ask myself the very same question. And it is, how close are you to the edge of the cliff? That might sound like a weird question, but I often use a little lap pad that I write on when I'm in counseling sessions. When I take notes, I have this little lap pad and sometimes I hold it up and I show clients, you know, if you start out life with low stress and you know, things are pretty good. There's not a lot of trauma, not a lot of stress when you're young and things happen, things go wrong. We have losses, we have disappointments, we have confusion, trauma, all kinds of things that cause us to take a step closer to the edge. And, you know, as we become adults or teenagers or whatever phase in life, you know, we have relationship issues Um, school issues, work issues, all kinds of things. So when I think about the edge of the cliff, a few things come to mind. One, I would say is like a nervous breakdown. Um, I'm just literally losing my mind or I'm going to lose my composure, um, have, you know, just some kind of meltdown, breakdown, maybe lose control of my habits, maybe an addiction, a breakdown or a setback with some sort of addictive pattern. And then another one would be a breakup or a divorce. That would be the edge of a cliff. Like if one more thing goes wrong, I'm going to file for divorce or separate or break up with this person. And then another edge of the cliff analogy is literal. Like I'm going to be suicidal or want to end my life or be very reckless with my life. So The idea is that as we go through stressors and a crisis in our life, we want to try to find ways to repair. And, you know, if we feel like we're getting closer to the edge of some kind of major breakdown or crisis, we want to reverse those steps and go back towards a calmer 
state of equilibrium and recovery and healing. So we don't want to ignore the hard stuff that inevitably is going to happen, but we want to heal and take time to recover and take care of ourselves. So I told one of my dearest, oldest friends about this visual analogy. And so she started using this on me and she would say, Beth, how close are you to the edge of this cliff? And I have to say that about a year ago, I was really close to the edge and there were probably lots of little things involved, but three of the biggest ones that were obvious and more major were my, we had a dog that was three and a half. And in the summer of 2021, he started acting weird, having some very strange symptoms, um, couldn't walk straight, running into walls and things like that. And his name was Bear. And I've mentioned him on the podcast before. And we spent a lot of money in the summer of 2021 and in the fall trying to get him better. And he had some issues going on in his brain. He had an autoimmune form of meningitis. And it was very emotionally draining because he was such a ray of sunshine in our lives. And he was so easy and just the perfect, easiest dog, such a cheer up pill. And it was heartbreaking to see him suffer. And then it was such an emotional roller coaster of him getting better on the medicines. And then he would get worse and he would have setbacks. And we, um, you know, he would just slowly get worse and worse. And he, we, at one point we had to start feeding him with little, um, oh, I'm forgetting what you call them, but um, syringes. We would have to hand feed him. And we even had some caregiver burnout that it does pale in comparison to the caregiver burnout of taking care of a human, but it was just very hard on us. And then my father went blind in one of his eyes from being on blood thinners. And he was the lowest I've ever seen him. He became very down and it was very painful to see him suffering last year. And he's still, you know, blind in that eye a year later. So I was very sad and grieving for him. And we did have to put our dog down in November of 2021 last year. It's been almost a year and it was, it was horrible. And then we were going to try to go visit my husband's family in Scotland for Christmas in 2021 for the first time in four and a half years. And his family just said it really still wasn't a great time, even though COVID was a bit better, it still just wasn't an easy time to travel and visit. So my husband was very sad. So um, I was really not in a great place in the fall of 2021 because of all those sad, hard things going on um, and and then just other things in life. So my friend um, asked me, how are you and how close are you to the edge? And I knew I just didn't really have a lot of buffer left I often ask clients to think about shock absorbers uh, in the car or a buffer um, or resilience. You know, how much spring do you have left when you're going through lots of hard knocks? And it's really important to just really be aware of that. How am I doing? And what can I do to reverse some of this damage or get better shock absorbers? And one of the traits that perpetuates anxiety 
and makes it worse and probably depression too, but um, is a tendency to ignore physical and psychological stress. So I'm not sure this time last year, I was doing a real good job of saying, you know, I need to decompress. I need to take a couple days off work. I need to do something restorative. But those are really responsible things to do when you're in a really hard time and you feel like you're getting close to that edge, nearing the end of your rope, so to speak. And just today, I spoke with a college student who had just been through a rough time and had a breakdown. And one of his friends told him something like, you're burning fumes that you don't even have. You think about that saying, I'm running on fumes. And, um, you know, that's another sign that you're really getting too close to the edge. So one way to kind of evaluate how you got where you are or how you could get away from that edge, I like to use another visual is an old fashioned scale or balance. And if you Google this, I'd Googled this right before I recording today, but an old fashioned balance scale that gives you an image of what is on the positive side and the negative side in your life. So what brings you joy, peace, fun, um, comfort, and then on the negative side, what is stressing you out? What is exhausting you? What are you grieving? What have you lost? What conflict do you have in your life? And whenever the negatives really outweigh the positives, you're probably losing steam and getting closer to the edge. So you need to find more positives in your life. Um, talking to a trusted friend, family member, or therapist is really important. I'm surprised by how often a conversation with someone about the struggles in your life and the pain in your life can really sometimes take half of the pain away. And not in every case, but sometimes just having someone understand where you are can really alleviate your pain significantly. So um, let's see, I feel like, oh, one other thought that I had was about white knuckling. And I looked th that up online today and it said that white knuckling is basically to survive something threatening through strained endurance or holding on tight. I thought that was a really good definition. And sometimes we're just kind of holding on to the edge with white knuckles and we're just barely hanging on. But if we had anticipated and done something different to kind of fill our bucket or get some recovery time, we wouldn't be so close to the edge. So um, I think that as always, I would like for you to be aware of life-changing habits. I do have a podcast episode on that. What could you be doing to really give you a better buffer and a better cushion? Um, I did see a college student today as well who had not been eating well, not been sleeping well, had been burning the candle at both ends. And he was very close to the edge of just losing it and ended up actually did have a bit of a crisis and, but if we are taking care of ourselves and viewing our bodies a bit like a machine that needs to be taken care of with sleep and eating and good food, good nutrition, um, good social connections, downtime, um, what am I forgetting? Exercise 
and a sense of purpose, then we have a lot better shock absorber that can help us handle the bumps in our lives. So I hope these images help you think about how you're doing and help you prevent some of these breakdowns that we can all have. I think you'd be surprised how many people feel like they're pretty close to the edge and we need to help each other get away from that edge. So, all right. Thanks for listening.